I want to welcome you all today to Origin Gate Daily Podcast. This is Ian Clayton. We'll be teaching this segment called Wisdom's Echo. It is so wonderful to be able to be here today and doing a recording. We're going to be following through for the next eight months doing some of these during the weekdays for you just to be able to lay some foundation in the journey that I personally have been on with the Spirit of Wisdom. I think that she is possibly one of the most understood, most revered and honored feminine gender beings that has ever existed in Yahweh's world in this realm in creation. One of the many aspects of who she is, I think, that we don't even understand. And, there, and there, of course, there are many aspects to wisdom itself. There's the function of wisdom, the outworking of wisdom, the display of wisdom, the actual meaning of wisdom itself and what it means for us to have wisdom. And then there's the being of wisdom called the spirit of wisdom, which is one of the seven spirits of Yahweh that dwells before the throne and in creation. And I have often said that who the spirit of wisdom is here in creation is not who she is in the realm of the beginning, beginning or his, of his works of old or all of these other realms going all the way back to the eternal realm of Yahweh that all have a blueprint that while we live in is a fraction of what those blueprints pertain to and carry as a witness for what we have here. And so I want to kind of start this session off really and start the series that I'm going to be doing off really just to read out some scriptures and actually just talk about them. These are going to be approximately 15 minutes um, long each, which will give us a little bit of time to develop them over the next eight months. And I'm really hoping that you will, by the end of it, have a much clearer understanding of who she is, your role and your connection to her, how to engage with her, the processes that we need to do to facilitate that, and then what evidences will begin to manifest around our lives as we walk this journey out into getting a measure of the provision that Yahweh has given to her to manifest for us. I also want to, want to start off really with Proverbs 8 and just I'm just going to read and then talk from the scriptures just so that you can get an idea of my own personal journey and then um, as we walk away through this one, once I finish these scriptures here of the next how many, many sessions it takes, I will then start my journey into some of the other things that I have taught on in the past, but with kind of more modern processes to them. And of course, I'm five years down the journey than what I was before, which is going to be very helpful for everything. Anyway, so the scripture starts really, I mean, I suppose the preparation for Proverbs 8 is Proverbs 7, and I don't really want to go into Proverbs 7, although it is a most fascinating um, passage in itself. And um, I think we will possibly pick up some of those things um, as we walk our way through this. But um, the word says this, Does not wisdom cry and understanding put forth her voice? I, I want you to see something that the, spe the spirit of wisdom and understanding um, are two of the seven spirits of Yahweh that dwell before the throne, but they're very much feminine in their gender. Of course, I've done the teaching on the seven handmaidens of wisdom, what they are and their function and role within our own 
capacity as a son to display the fruit of wisdom around us. But I want to talk about her herself. One of the first things I want you to see is that the spirit of wisdom actually has a voice and and is a being and is a is a as a sentient being that is an administrator of one of the realms of Yahweh's Yahweh's world that prepares you and I as the sons of God as a holy nation to be presented not only to the earth but to all of creation. Their role, just as a sideline here, the role of the seven spirits of Yahweh really are to equip us and train us, mandate us, authorize us, position us, prepare us, all of the processes that are associated with them um, to engage and bring to full measure the pieces that are connected with what we are doing. And to then, through that, the display of the different facets of the rainbow that they represent to take us back through their mandating in our lives and the authorization to function take us back to of course white light because the rainbow we see currently in the earth is a fracturing of the um, wavelength of light to to the different colors that are connected to the rainbow which specifically are engaged with the seven spirits of Yahweh and anyway so the spirit of wisdom actually has a voice and is a being um, and is a very functional part then it says she stands in the top of the high places by the way in the places of the paths and i want to i want to just talk about there's three different things here that are very important um first of all that lays a foundation for the places of government that she moves in the first one she stands in the top of the high places i am very fascinated of course with this thing called high places because really it's a it's a high and lofty place where dominion is exercised from a um, the same place that you and I seated in a heavenly place is a realm of dominion where authority is exercised from which really means when we look at this scripture here it talks about the her standing on the top of the high places which means that she she stands beside those that govern in those high places and through the extension of who she is are able to move and precipitate here in creation the measure of her movement and from that being able to be displayed here in creation and so she stands there so why does she stand so first of all again i want you to see that she's her feminine gender is displayed here she cries at sorry she stands on the top of the high places so the high place is a realm of authority where sorry realm of government where authority is exercised from the same as a heavenly place that you and i seated in then it says by the way in the places of the path so by the way let's just talk about the way for a bit here there are many ways of yahweh things like the way of faith the way of hope the way of joy all the many ways of Yahweh that are expressed and then there's the ancient ways or the, what we call the ancient powers of God things like the way of the tree of life the way of eternity eternal the eternal realm the the way of the person of Yahweh himself to walk in his ways you have all these references to the ways of Yahweh so it says that she stands in the top of the high places by the way so she actually not, not just on the side of something she actually stands and a place of connectivity is found with her when you walk in the ways of Yahweh that's why in the New Testament it says walk in his ways 
And the reason is, is because it unlocks a connectivity to everything that Yahweh is doing in those areas, plus the spirit of wisdom is connected there. And so she stands by the way in the places of the paths. So I just want to say this, that the only way you will begin to engage in a deeper relational connection with her in a deeper personal way is if you engage with the ways of Yahweh to sit on your seat in the high place and to engage in the journey that Yahweh is taking you on because she says that she's found in the places of the paths. So these first three are vitally important for the movement of the way that we function as a being. So when she stands by the way in the places of the paths, it means that she positions herself so that on the journey she can take us through training that is important for us to move through and in as a son to learn how to function with a full portion of the measure that she is willing to release to us through relational connection. This is not just a religious process we go through, but more of a turning towards to engage with a relational connection to a being that is very much part of our Father's kingdom. Then it says that she cries at the gates, so that's number four, at the entry of the city, number five, at the coming in of the doors, number six. I want you to see that the the number six is very, very um, important because it's the it's the vav, which is the nail or the place of security. So first of all, all of those six provide the place of security, but it leads through Aleph, Beit, Gimel, Dalit, Hey and Vav. It leads through one, two, three, four, five, six. And basically, it's it, it, when you look at these six things, it leads through the the strength of the leader's house, the supply or the the place of engaging in the door to behold the place of security. So these six points that she is trying to talk to us about are very, very important with regards to their outworking in our lives. So it's the cry. So she cries at the gate. So what, what, what does that mean? It means that, well, so let's talk about what a gate is. Now, a, a gate is a very functional part of Hebraic culture. Of course, it is ours as well, but we don't really understand that as a Gentile. We view a gate as just something to go in, but spiritually, it is exactly the same thing. But there are much more things that go on in the gates than just a doorway of going in and out. That is the main function. But if you go into the Old Testament and have a look at what what went on in the gates, you find that transactions occurred in the gates, that court disputes were and disputes amongst brethren occurred in the gates where it was where the also that unfortunately the tax collectors sat because that was the entry so when the word says that she stands at the gates the reason she's standing there is to 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 engage with you to teach you how to negotiate with her how to walk with her how to talk with her how to engage from her the things that are important for that to move around us and so these things are just, again, simple little things that are written there, but have so much importance. So it says she cries at the gates at the entry of the city. So what's so what does that mean by the entry of the city? So you go from a gate to the entry of the city. So if we, if we were to look at the four gates 
or sorry, the 12 gates that are primarily around the city of, of um, Jerusalem, those 12 gates really are to do with our ability as a son to engage in a send, sending into those gates to come to a position that we would, at, by the end of the 12th gate, be able to engage in a position of responsibility to see what Yahweh is doing. But it takes a process that doesn't happen overnight, for, of course, for us to do those kind of things. But the, so the entry of those gates in the city are important because that is where major commerce comes in and out of a city. It's where everything that will ever have access in or out of that city, it's those gates that are important. Primarily, you and I deal with the north, south, west and east gate. But in Israel, you're dealing with 12 different gates and they all have a very specific name and it's a very specific function. Now, these, these so she stands by the coming in of the gates, the entry of the city at the coming in of the doors. So you have gates, the city entry, and the doorways. Doorways are portals of access, um, not just main entryways, but other ways of engaging in through to the person of Yahweh. So, of course, our main way to coming into the realm of Yahweh is, of course, through the blood of the, of, of the Son of Yahweh, through the veil of His flesh, physically through the torn veil, then of course through the scripture itself that opens up the word, then through revelation that opens up the word. So there are many expressions of the pathways that open up these three things. So the first one is she stands at the high places, in the way in, in, in the way, in the places of the doors. She cries at the gates, the entry of the city and the coming of the door. So you have another three that is being displayed there. So of course you have the Aleph, the Bayit, and the Gimel. So the Aleph, number one, is the, the leader's house supply being revealed. And so you again, you have these patterns of, of what is important here. Now, a journey that you can go on between now and the next time I speak is looking at each of those words and what they mean in the Hebrew you will be astonished at what you find those words mean, especially when you look at the individual letters of the Hebrew language itself, particularly the hieroglyphic letters that display the picture of what Yahweh was trying to impart through what he wrote here in the original scriptures to you and I with regards to going forward into our future with the presence of Yahweh. I look forward to being with you in our next session and hope that you will journey this thing out with us as we walk this thing out through into the rest of the year guys have a wonderful rest of your day and we look forward to seeing you goodbye